Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with our WrestleMania preview episode. It's, yeah, I really feel like even more years than most, it kind of just snug up on us this year, man, that freaking WrestleMania is this weekend, but it's going to be awesome. We're going to go match by match and uh, give you our thoughts on the card. Before we do that, let me start by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? That's right. Sheena is not with us tonight, man. The freaking star, the 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 the, the star that that stirs the drink, man, is gone. Feeling a little bit under the weather, so it is boys' night tonight. It's just gonna be me, the big guy Jordan, and uh, Marchismo, Marco, the MVP. Free to you tonight, man. I just I, I feel like we need to get a round of like the uh, you know Tim the Toolman grunts going. Like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I agree. You yeah. can just you, you, you can uh, feel uh, the uh, testosterone just coming through the speakers right now. Yikes, uh, Marco, what's going on, man? How you doing? Ah, not the much, man. Just getting try, trying to get excited for the uh, for Mania week. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things happening. Uh, and well, I'm, I'm going to give a little teaser now because I gave a teaser last week. Me, me and Seth has, have something. Uh, something planned for the uh, Chick Foley show feed. So, and that's all I'm going to say. That's pretty much it. And you'll, uh, you'll hear it uh, maybe next week. We'll see. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Something to help out with the, uh, the post WrestleMania hangover for sure. Uh, Jordan, what's up with you, man? Uh, not too much. Just getting ready to make the trip trek to Tennessee. Um, oh yeah. We leave tomorrow. So yeah, man, uh, I'm just ready to go. I am uh, I'm excited to talk about WrestleMania. Um, we have some thoughts, so let's get into it. All right. I want to remind you guys to follow Sheena at Chick Foley on Instagram and follow Marco at, is it at the Chick Foley, Marco? Sheena always does this part, man. It's, I can't believe, even though I've heard this 150 <laughs> times, man, it's it's just like on autopilot. Tell, tell them where to find you on Twitter, Marco. It's uh, Chick Foley show on the, uh, on the Twitter machine, as Sheena would say. All right, and make sure you follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren, the Extra Cooler Show, Coming Down the Aisle, and, of course, the Turnbuckle Tavern. Uh, you can find all things Chick Foley at www.chickfoley.com. Uh, I think that's it, man. Like I said, we're obviously not going to do what's new on the farm this week without the, you know Sheena Godwina here to uh, run through it. You guys ready to get into this Mania card? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so we will uh, we'll start with night one and kind of go through that, um, and then we'll go through the... The ones that we're using the Wikipedia page as our guide right now. They have a, a group of matches listed as Night TBD, but looking at how many have already been identified as definites for Night One, um, I think it's safe to say which ones are, uh, are are going down on Night Two. So we'll start with Austin Theory versus John Cena. It's been announced this is going to be the show opener for Night One. Uh, let's just kind of take the temperature, man. Jordan, where are you at with this match? Um. I mean, I'm not a huge Austin Theory fan, so it's just, I don't know, it's just another match on the card to me. Um, I, I, this is going to go for a lot of matches on this card. It's just another match to me. Um, I mean, it's going to be good for Austin Theory. I, I'm, I'm assuming he beats Cena. I don't know why else Cena would come back, but um, 
yeah, I mean, it's just it's just kind of there for me. I'm not overly excited or overly critical. It's just it's just a match for me. I would have rather seen Austin Theory working up a compelling program with somebody on the main roster right now instead of a part timer. But it's it's just another notch in his belt to let you know what the company thinks of him that they're putting him in this spot. And I, I I've told you guys before, man, I've come around big time on Austin Theory. If you would ask me pre SummerSlam, I couldn't stand him. I thought he was a huge waste of time. But since they kind of gave him that edge after he lost the briefcase, I'm all in, dude. I'm buying up all the Austin Theory stock I can buy. And I think there really is a chance he could be the next John Cena. How about you, Marco? Yeah, I was uh, – for, for Theory, I was always, you know, kind of, you know, kayfabe on board just for the show. But definitely, uh, you know, he's definitely proven. Uh, we always talked about this, that whole, you know, we thought he was buried and all this stuff after the, you know, money in the bank mess up that they had. You know, and obviously Vince McMahon not backing him um, on TV, um, but probably in you know in the background. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of excited for this match. Um, I, I really wish uh, Cena was a, around uh, for this, like this week at least, maybe via satellite something. Um, but you know, after that roasting, I, I don't think you know there was much left to be said uh, from Cena on this side. But I mean, I always I kind of equate Theory to more a Randy Orton type. Uh, than John Cena. I know everyone kind of compares him to John Cena for some reason, but I always thought he was like a, a like a mix, like kind of like a mix of both John Cena and Randy Orton. I would like to see definitely them two go at it at some point. Um, face Randy Orton against the heel theory. I think that's really where he's going to shine. I think the most, but I'm looking forward to this match. Yeah, me too. I'm assuming John Cena's music is going to be the first thing we hear once they get through with, uh, you know, the intro and all the, the pomp and circumstance that goes with WrestleMania. Yeah. Jordan, what kind of reception do you think he's getting, man? Is it going to be just, you know, cheers and appreciation? Or are we going to get the standard uh, serenade with John Cena sucks? I think he gets cheered. I, it'll, it'll probably be 50-50 because, you know, the smarks have to hate him. But, um, I mean, dude, getting to see Cena wrestle again is, is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So, um I, I think it'll be a split reception, but I don't think we're going to get the traditional Cena sucks or anything like that. Um, just cause it's been so long since he's wrestled. So do you guys think there's any chance this is the last time we see Cena? No. You think he's definitely coming back for another match yeah. after this one? I, I highly doubt Austin theories, his last match. I know he loves him, but I just, I don't see this being his last match. I would love to see Cena and Orton, um, go out at it maybe either 40 or 41. And those two both go out at that match. I feel All like right, let's go, to, go out together. Yeah, I feel you for sure. I've always, dude, I've always, you know, it, I don't know exactly how you could do the logistics without it just being so like ham fisted and obvious what they're trying to do. But I've always had a dream match of somehow they're both 16 time champions and the title is vacated and it's those two going oh, at it to, yeah. you know, crown who's going to break Ric Flair's record. I feel like that could be a WrestleMania main event, even as old as they both are now. And yeah. have Ric Flair be the guest referee. No, no I thanks. So I, I don't think you want Flair as the guest referee because you know that old coot will just be fucking hamming it up and try to make it all about himself. But yeah. I think it would be classy as fuck if it's like a ladder match and Ric Flair comes down and is the one that hooks the belt up to the fucking whatever, hoist or whatever it, as it goes up, man. Like, or he can be the guest timekeeper or something. <laughs> guest ring announcer. Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> And maybe he could be the guest flight attendant on the private jet there. All right. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Little helicopter action. (laughs) We got to take advantage of Sheena not being here, fellas. That's that's true. 
All right, match number two, another part-timer, Seth Rollins going up against Logan Paul. We know Logan has been on social media advertising that his contract with WWE is up after WrestleMania. Marco, are you calling work or shoot on this being Logan Paul's last match in uh, uh, WrestleMania or in WWE? Well, they did, I, I'm trying to remember if he did sign like a multi-year deal, but... That's what was announced at the time when he signed, but thought, he's right? been chirping this week saying that uh, no, nah, WrestleMania is his last commitment. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe things changed uh, since since I think when did he sign that when Vince was in power <laughs> or not or maybe not? Maybe they're like, oh, yeah, your contract's null and void now. You can do whatever you want. But yeah, I don't, I think, I don't think it's Mac his, was still around. Yeah, I don't think it's his last match. I think he'll. I mean, maybe contract maybe for this year. Um, I don't think you'll see him again for the rest of the year. But I think he'll be back again. Just in time for See, I think he's going to be at Backlash, you know. It, Backlash oh. is going down in Puerto Rico. That's kind of his stomping oh, grounds. That's where yeah. he, his home base is out of Puerto Rico. So I feel like you got to have him there, even if it's a surprise appearance. Well, um, he did have beef with Bad Bunny, him and his brother, because remember that whole, like, the, the taxes and all that stuff over there and – there was like yeah. property tax beef, like real life beef. So I'm not sure. Yeah, Bad Bunny. You know, a lot of uh, to get into the geopolitical side of things a little bit, you know, Puerto Rico has become because of some of the tax breaks you can get for moving there. It's kind of been a popular place over the last five or six years for rich folks to move. It's almost kind of like the Hawaii of the Atlantic Ocean. You yeah. know, you still get all the benefits of living in America and being an American citizen. But there's some really cool tax breaks come with it. And a lot of the. You know, native Puerto Ricans are not fans of this because like, you know, when the hurricanes have come through, all the rich folks have just hauled ass. They haven't stuck around and, you know, helped out with the rebuild, given any cash or any resources to it. So, yeah, that could be uh, I I doubt WWE starts touching on all those issues because that's a little (laughs) bit more uh, deep and nuanced than they typically go with their storytelling. But but yeah, there is some beef there. That could be fun seeing like Bad Bunny and, and and a tag team partner against Logan Paul and a tag team partner at Backlash. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, I know you have got some thoughts on this. So what I want you to do right <laughs> now, man, this is the one time on the show I'm going to give you the green light to be as negative as you want to be. Oh, Go boy. full Anakin Skywalker. Let that hate flow through your veins and power you and give me your thoughts on Seth freaking Rollins after having one of the best years of his career being stuck in a WrestleMania match against Logan Paul. Dude, I, I fucking hate this for Seth Rollins, honestly. I just, I think this is I like Logan Paul just fine, but dude, you cannot convince me that this is a meaningful match because it's not like, dude, he's wrestling someone who's wrestled in what three matches on the grandest stage of them all. Rollins just had one of the greatest years of his life. The crowd is completely behind him and he's wrestling Logan Paul. Like there's just no effort into this at all. It's going to be a great match. I'm not saying it's not going to be a good match. It is, but like, dude, looking at this in kayfabe, what does Logan Paul have to offer against Seth Rollins? Seriously, like, I'm supposed to believe this is going to be some, like, technical classic match and it's just going to win me over. It's going to be fun, but it this is not going to win me over. This is fucking awful that Rollins is wrestling in this match. I think you nailed it. As a shoot, it's a good spot to be in because obviously whoever's working with Logan Paul, that's somebody the company is really wanting to have some steam behind and it's probably the second most high profile match on the card outside of uh Cody and Roman but in kayfabe yeah like it's it's just it's a downgrade from where Seth was I mean just think dude just a few years ago Seth was in the mix you know he was the number one baby face on the roster you know universal champion main event in all across the world and now he's he's fighting you know celebrity one-off matches at mania so 
you guys know, I don't think anybody on this show loves Seth Rollins more than me. I'm a little bit bummed to see where he's at in kayfabe, but I'm hoping that, you know, they toss some Logan Paul because they know it's going to be a banger and just a high profile spot to launch off of to have a, a bounce back year in uh, in 2023 in kayfabe anyways, because dude's taken some high profile losses over the last couple of years, man. He's kind of bulletproof that he never really loses too much steam, but you know, he got beat by Cody three straight times once with Cody with a freaking, you know, what's Cody say? Like half his body hanging on. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to discuss this too. The The first four matches we're going to discuss all have part timers in them. Not a fan. Man. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to bring that up. You know, if you, if you thought the uh, if you thought the part timer era of WrestleMania was going away with Triple H in charge, like no, it's actually it seems like it's a little bit stronger, man. It's just WrestleMania. You know, you got to know a lot of these matches. They aren't for us, man. They aren't for the hardcore fans. This is this is just all about the spectacle and for you know bringing in those folks that WrestleMania is the one show a year that they watch. So. Yeah. I- it kind of is what it is, man. I, I know some, to me, SummerSlam, that's always my favorite show. I feel like SummerSlam is like the WrestleMania for the Smarks. Yeah, you know? I think so. I, I also think like since, I mean, this year in particular, since it's in Hollywood, um, I think I think it's, that's why you've seen a lot of part-timers and a lot of, a lot, a lot more spectacle than normal, um, mainly because of that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's Los Angeles. It's at SoFi Stadium, one of the most state-of-the-art, you know, stadiums out there right now. It's probably going to be tons of people in attendance, tons of like celebrities, big wigs, and all that stuff. So they kind of got to pull out all the stops. And I think, I think next year you won't see that. I don't think you'll see as many part timers, if any. Uh, Brock's gone, Goldberg's gone. Yeah, um, next year yeah, it'll so be yeah. snowing in Philadelphia on yeah, WrestleMania yeah. Sunday. Yes, yeah, so next year be, in Philly, yeah. man. ECW, we got to bring out all the ECW originals, dude. You're gonna have Sandman coming Probably. back. We need to have like an ECW Battle Royale or something. I don't mind that. Yeah, like an extreme Battle Royal and get all the uh, extreme guys out there. Yeah, that'd be pretty. <laughs> hey, cool. Too many of them left, man. You dig up Sandman, freaking <laughs> dust off Sabu, freaking maybe Raven. Yeah, Bubba. Yeah, it'd be if, fun, he's, though. if he's With not that. signed to Impact, so. Yeah, yeah, Impact ain't gonna block him from going. If if WWE <laughs> asked him to go to a WrestleMania, they ain't gonna block him from going. The good thing is, kind of looking at how they got the card blocked out on the you know, we're assuming this Wikipedia lineup is right. You know, it's obviously they could they could change this the day of on Saturday. It looks like we're gonna kind of get most of our like popcorn, like just for fun matches, out of the way on Saturday, and maybe Sunday is gonna be where we really get down to business. So um, let's get to our next one, man. They. Becky, Trish, and Lita against Damage Control. Like, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fun seeing Trish back out there, but I really have, like, zero interest one way or another, dude. This is probably my, like, go refill the cooler match, if I'm being honest. (sighs) Dude, I'm the biggest Trish Stratus fan on this show, (laughs) and this is fucking disgusting that they're doing this. Like, the fact that Bailey and Becky Lynch are strapped to this, like... I would, dude. Why not just do a Bailey and Becky Lynch singles match? I don't need this at all. Like, there's, I, I get why they're doing it again. Bringing Trish and Lita back is going to draw people in. I, I just don't get the point of this though. I think it's stupid, but whatever. I mean, dude, they're the tag team champs, also, dude. I, like this damage control thing's played out. This has been going on since SummerSlam. This feud with Becky, like, I, I like them as a faction, but start feuding with somebody else besides Becky and Bianca. Like, why not? How cool would this be if you had that meaningless tag team showcase match on night one and the winners fight Becky and Lita on night two? Like, bam, like I'm in for that, you know? I mean, that would at least give you something to look forward to for the women's tag titles because 
Becky and Lita being the champions is nothing I'm looking forward to, if I'm being honest. Lita has not looked good the last couple times she's wrestled. I mean, I dude, get it. I hold my breath every time she goes for that moonsault. Dude, I, I get it. It's like she's old, so I'm not expecting her to be like in her 20s. Right. But I don't know, man. There's just there's just time and place for this. And sorry, dude. Run this at WrestleMania with Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky, and Becky Lynch. I just... I. I think that's a extreme downgrade for those four girls. I know they're going to be excited, but I mean, dude, Trish is still, like I said, still my favorite. I love her, but she ain't been relevant in the wrestling ring in 15 years, like 10, 15 years. Like I, I just don't get it. When's the last, was SummerSlam 2019 against Charlotte? Was that the last time we saw her? Yep. That was the last time yeah, she wrestled. So it's been almost four years since last time she wrestled. She Marco, looked you're good just- in that match though. Yeah, she did look good. That was a fun match, dude. Uh, Marco, you're generally the most positive out of us, man. Is there a silver lining <laughs> why we should be excited on this match, dude? I'm not asking you to sell. If, it, if the answer is no, it's no. But what do you think? Um, I, I was excited for it until Becky Lynch on Raw pretty much uh, echoed what, what you both just said. Like, damage control has been doing nothing. Uh, even when they had the titles, they weren't really doing anything. And Becky Lynch kind of, you know, kind of called them out on it. Like you, you had these two girls, they both, they were both champions and uh, both great wrestlers in, in, in NXT. And now they're just like not doing nothing. They're your lackeys type of thing. So she kind of like buried them there. Um, and I, like I said, I was kind of excited. I, I called this uh, on the raw down, like way before this match even happened. I was like, it's going to be a, a six woman tag. I was like, this is, they're not going to go, you know, like uh, Jordan said, like Becky versus Bailey or, anything like that or i thought it was going to originally be uh like a tag title match like a rematch that would even be i mean i'd be more enticed to that you know and have maybe trish stratus and bailey on the outside you know as the managers and do it that way have the focus on the women's tag team titles but they didn't even go that route so yeah i I know you already said it but this started eight fucking months ago to the day yeah this feud started eight months ago. Think this, about how long ago SummerSlam seems, that man. Was, that, was eight, that was exactly eight months ago this week. Dude, this this didn't need four months, let alone eight months. Like, I just, I don't understand what they're doing here. It's, I don't know, man. Like I said, this is extreme disservice to Becky and Bailey, I think. But whatever. I mean, at least they're on the card, I guess. At least they're on the card, I guess. That's going to be the uh, the caption for this week's show. Well, seriously, uh, what else can you say about it? I mean, those two girls. No, nah, you're right. I'm right there with you, dude. No, nah, I'm right there with you, man. That's, this the, match that's is two like, of the four horsewomen, and they're wrestling in a six-woman tag title, or a tag match. Like, Yeah, I feel like this is like a Raw main event, honestly, man. It's like This should be like a really, really hyped-up Raw main event to me. It feels but like a pre-show whatever. match. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go to this next one, man. Where are my homo sapiens at? Freaking Brock Lesnar going against Omos, dude. I'll, I'll start off, man, because I think I got... And I don't know if this is a hot take. It's at least a warm take. I think Omos wins this match, man. We've heard all the rumors that this is going to be Brock's last show for a while. I'm sure it's going to be some fuck fuck stuff with MVP. You got Bobby Lashley floated there with nothing to do. Maybe we get a, a reformed hurt business and they come out and help him. But I think Brock is looking up at the lights at the end of this match. Oh, God, dude. I don't think it's a hot take. Um, I, I if this is if this really ends up being Brock Lesnar's last WrestleMania match though, 
Dude, I just don't. I don't understand it, man. And maybe this is Lesnar's phase where he's just going to put people over and stuff. But I don't know. I just. I feel like this is just a huge disservice. Again, we're going to talk about disservice. This is a huge disservice to him. Like, does anybody really think Omos is going anywhere? Like, I mean, are those people out there? Like, Brock has won one match in the last year. He beat Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel. That's the only match he's won in a year. And that was like on a fluke, man, where he did like the, you know... Bobby Lashley still had him in the heart lock, but he ended up getting the pin. Yeah, so he lost at WrestleMania 38 and then lost at SummerSlam, won at Crown Jewel, lost the Royal Rumble, and lost the Elimination Chamber. Man. So what are you thinking? Are, are you saying you're an almost sapien for this match? No, I'm not. I, I, even if he is going to win, I'm still going for Brock in this match just because I cannot picture, like, especially knowing WWE, they'll probably do it with a boot to the chest if Omos wins, and I'll just be disgusted by that. So I don't know, man. I think the fact that Omos got the upper hand three weeks in a row on Raw kind of is telling that Brock is going to win. Stand tall on Monday, take the fall on Sunday, huh? Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I feel like it's going to be, like, the best of both worlds. I feel like... Brock's going to hit the F5 on Omos, so we still get that clip that'll be used in highlight reels for years. But some fuck fuck shit happens afterwards, and and Omos still gets the win. Where are you at on this one, Marco? You picking you picking Omos, the uh, the big giant, or or Brock to get the dub? Yeah, I mean, I'm with Jordan on the telltale. You know, Omos getting the upper hand over Brock the past few weeks, and uh, I think Brock's going to win. It's definitely going to be a spectacle. Um, uh, I mean, if he does lose, you know, you know, you're gonna get the F5, you're gonna get the suplex city, you're gonna get those moments. Um, you have to bring up moments because Sheena isn't here. Uh, you know, she loves moments, but you're gonna get those uh, <laughs> those awesome moments of him, you know, giving uh, Omos a suplex city, the F5, and um, probably picking up the win. I'm gonna go with the win, but you know, worse worse things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that this is like the the most fun Brock Lesnar has ever been, and he's wrestling Omos. Like, dudes, go ahead and scrap the Logan Paul and Rollins match and just give us Rollins and Lesnar. Like, I, I that would be a fifteen minute banger, I, and I'm all here for that. Like, I just yeah, that'd be know, awesome. Man. It just seems like they could have just moved pieces around on this card, and the card would have been so much better. I mean, I think this match will be fine. It's not going to be long, but it'll be fine. Um, That's what she said. That is what I she wish, said. Uh, I wish whatever happened with the Bray stuff, dude. I wish they just could have worked it out. I would have loved to see Bray and Brock because, you know, we got that teased before WrestleMania 32 and it kind of petered out and they ended up doing Brock paired off with Dean Ambrose and Bray just had the, the, the segment with The Rock, man. I would have liked to see that happen. Like, where are you at with Bray right now, Jordan? Do you think he is legit hurt or do you think it was the rumors of creative differences and that's why he's he's gone by the wayside? I mean... The dude had arguably the biggest pop of 2022, and then we did nothing with him for five months, and then he has a Mountain Dew match that I still am horrified by. I don't know, dude. I I think it could be a little bit of both. Maybe he is a little banged up, but banged up from what? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it was creative differences. Yeah. How did you get hurt? He should have been the fresh as a fucking daisy, dude. What did he get hurt? What did he slip on? A fucking croissant and fucking catering? And we've heard zero (laughs) details of what it is. You know what I mean? You know, fucking PCL sprain, fucking tendonitis, like nothing. That's what I think the injury is just a cover story. What what are you thinking, Marco? Well, 
the the funny thing is like the whole time he when he returned, they there was talks of him being injured even when he did return. And he wasn't fully. That's why he never really wrestled yeah, as much. You're right. I do remember um, that. They did. They never like really. You know, obviously they didn't because it's you know it was a real injury, so they didn't really talk about it on you know on on television. But uh, that's why you didn't see him. And then he started doing a couple of, like the house shows and stuff like that. But when I, I mean we're in an attendance, so we didn't see like the physicality of them. And just judging from that Mountain Dew match, that wasn't really. It was like a gimmick match, so he didn't really have to do much. Which kind of protected? Yeah, it was him. like a fiend match. Yeah, which he like you know he was kind of protected in that sense because he didn't really have to do any anything really super physical. Um, so I think he, I, I mean, I think he's still injured, dude. I think he still has some type of injury or some something weird going on with him. Um, they try to put it off as much as they could, um, and you know they were just like, you know what, just you know take the time you need or whatever. I don't think it was creative differences. I don't think it's any of that stuff. That Reddit Reddit rumor, some like like Earl. Three six seven nine made up some rumor about him having creative <laughs> differences. Falcon like, Arrow nine five. People ran with it like crazy, and then they, you know, they yeah. everyone came out and said, "No, that wasn't the issue." Um, and you know, he's had some like um, mental health stuff too happening, so it could be that as well. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of factors. I don't, I, I honestly don't think it was creative stuff um, at all. I don't know. Or it could have been PTSD with Vince McMahon walking through the doors. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he, he just ran away. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, oh no, and he just took off. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I hope uh, I hope maybe it was just a minor injury situation to where he, he wasn't going to be able to have the match with Bobby Lashley that he wanted to. Like, I, I love Bray, man. I've actually gone grown to appreciate Bray a lot more as the years have gone by. Like, I actually think my Bray fanhood starting to approach Jordan's a little bit. So I would love nothing more than to see him and Uncle Howdy and Whoever else they add to the mix, you know, come out in a surprise moment at Mania and just obliterate somebody to kick off, you know, a new storyline. But it ain't looking good for the home team. No. All right. We'll talk about these next two matches together because I think they are kind of two sides of the same coin. Both women's championship matches are slated for night one. Uh, which one are you more pumped for, Marco? Bianca and Asuka or Charlotte and Rhea? They're not, they're not, having, they're not on separate nights. On Wikipedia's got them both announced listed. for night one. So supposedly they're, they're the. I mean, I'm not sure if this is true, but supposedly Charlotte and Rhea's made eventing night one. Yep, it is. That's the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. It's been and, strongly uh, rumored. That looks to be where they're heading, especially yeah. since Sammy and the Usos hasn't even been announced what day it's on yet. I think that's. I think it's between you know the tag team championship match and Charlotte and Rhea for sure is the night yeah. one main event. Um, I mean, if they are both, I mean, the, I mean the one I'm more excited for if I have to go with. Uh, one of the is Charlotte and Rhea. Um, the build for uh, Oscar and uh, Bianca hasn't been the bi- the best build yeah. at all. Uh, but you can pretty much tell who's going to win that match uh, <laughs> j- just by that. So, well, who do you think is going to win? Because I, I don't think it's so clear, man. Who do you, who do you think is, is obviously it's going to win out of those two? Uh, I think B. I think Bianca's retaining. Mm-hmm. See, I think Oscar could win it, man. I don't think they've done enough to build it up. I think I, I haven't loved the build for either one of these matches. I think the build for Charlotte and Rhea has been a little bit better, just kind of hyping yeah. it up as a a big showdown. But I'm thinking once the bell rings, dude, I think Oscar and Bianca is going to slap, man. Like we all we all know what Oscar could do in the ring, and Bianca. It's hard to say she's underrated, but I feel like she really hasn't gotten the credit she deserves for the banger she has been putting on the last year, like in ring, like. It's been a handful of times where I've been like lukewarm 
on a match heading in and I'm, you know, hook, line and sinker, like just going crazy watching Bianca in there doing her thing, man. So I think that's going to, I think that's going to end up being the better of the two matches. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Oscar take it, man. Like I don't think she beats her clean, but I could see Oscar cheating to uh, end the year long reign of, of Bianca. Uh, where are you at with these two matches, Jordan? Um, I wish I could flip the two matches. I wish it was Rhea and Bianca and Charlotte and Oscar. I just, think that would be way better charlotte and Rhea have proven their chemistry in the ring is not right like i mean we saw this how many times two years ago like 18 weeks in a row on raw or whatever i just i don't know at first i was more on the oscar was winning and Rhea was losing but the more i think about it the more i think Rhea's winning which I don't know what that's going to do for Judgment Day because if she's going to be on SmackDown at that point, I think that's just going to destroy Judgment Day if she's not in their corner every week on Raw. Yeah, that's. I mean, that pretty much just takes a shit on Judgment Day at that point for me. Like, if she's not out there, I think Judgment Day is ninety percent less interesting. Yeah, I think I think they always I think do both, the Swapski. We've seen that before. Uh, I think both. I think both matches, both champions retain. Um, and then we get Rhea, what she should have, who she should have picked, which is Bianca. Cause she stays on raw. Uh, Bianca's still on raw, obviously. And they can go into that feud. Maybe. Um, I think, I think that was a booking. I, I mean, definitely a booking decision and a booking error. They just yeah. wanted Rhea to make it look like Charlotte is the way bigger champion, which I mean, historically Charlotte is the best woman ever to lace up a pair of boots in WWE history, probably yeah. in wrestling history. In being honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I think that's why they made that decision. And I think that's why they're going to main event is just because they've presented Charlotte as such a big deal. And they wanted Rhea because Rhea was absolutely on fire when she won the Royal rumble. So, I mean, I get why they did it. I just, I don't agree with it. I think Bianca and Rhea would have been incredible. So Marco's picking champs to retain. I'm actually picking two new champs. How about you, Jordan? What, what's your prediction on these two? I'm going to go Bianca retains, Rhea wins. Okay. All right. Let's do. You guys want to do beverage break before we get into uh, night two? Sure. Let's do it. It's time for the weekly beverage break where we tell you guys what we're sipping on as we pod. I'll I'll go first, man. I am drinking. This is by Against the Grain. They are a brewery out of Louisville, Kentucky, my home state. Mm -hmm. It's Fresh Cut Mango is the name of the beer. It's a mango tart ale. So delicious, bright, and so fresh. You believe we climbed a mango tree for your majesty. Um, You guys know I love the sour ales, dude, and like the sour IPAs and stuff. been drinking them a lot over the last couple of years. So I feel like my palate is pretty attuned to them. I don't know if it was just because I was parched before we started podcasting, but dude, this thing is like fucking mouth puckeringly sour. Like I felt like I'm biting into a warhead every time I take a drink of it. So I definitely need to hit another one at a different time of day or something. Um, but I love a sour beer. This one's almost too sour, though. It's been actually kind of like taking my breath a little away a little bit as I uh, as we're going through the pod, man. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking? I'm just going with the standard Bush Light tonight. Um, trying to take it easy before Bush this weekend. Taking it easy, getting ready I got a lot for the, of driving uh, road in the trip, next huh? two days. So. I can't wake up tomorrow with a hangover. <laughs> Famous last words, dude. I feel like the hangover, talking about a hangover is like the boogeyman, dude. I feel like if I don't acknowledge it, it never happens. But when I start like stressing about having a hangover, it seems like I always wake up with the fucking monkey playing the bass drum inside my fucking brain or something, you know? Uh, 
Do you got any special like hangover cure, Jordan? You got any like hangover prevention techniques you use? Yeah, I just start drinking again. Nice, the hair of the dog technique. I usually do. I'm usually pretty good if I the night before I will um I'll pop like a couple Tylenol, dude, and then just chug like a pint of water right before I go to sleep, man. And that usually helps out pretty good. But sometimes it's hard to remember to do that if you get to the point where you uh where you're in hangover mode, you know. Yep. Marco, what are you drinking? I am actually. I'm, I'm doing. The, I'm playing the Sheena role. I'm actually being a, a sober Sam tonight. Um, trying to gear up for the uh, for Mania weekend. I get a one of my buddies. It's his birthday's on a- April fifth, but he usually does you know some stuff during the weekend. So um, trying to save up my uh, my drinking powers for uh, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday <laughs> this weekend. So yeah, but I, I did. I did actually find. Actually ordered. Um, and I found one in store, uh, Broken Skull Double IPA, last one at to- at uh, at uh, Wine and Spirits. Uh, I was able to pick one up, so but I ended up ordering um, from uh, El Segundo directly. Um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be pounding some uh, double IPAs this weekend. Yeah, I got six of them that we're saving, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun seeing if it actually lives up to the hype. Let's get let's hear from the two bad chads at Turnbuckle Tavern and then we'll get into night two of Mania. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into impact wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, we had a little uh, technical difficulties there during the beverage break. I think we got it mostly ironed out. You guys know I'm way out here in the sticks, so we got the holler net X up from time to time. But, uh, you know, it's guys night, so we're going to power through and get through the rest of this WrestleMania preview, plus some other stuff we want to discuss with you guys uh, so let's get into night two. So again, aside from Roman and Cody, the rest of these matches are listed as TBD on Wikipedia, but we're going to kind of hit the, I believe button that they're happening on night two, which, cause I can't see a whole lot more. Maybe one of these matches ends up going on night one, but I think the most of these, most of these are probably going to be night two. Maybe one of these tag team showcase matches. We'll get into them real quick. Does anybody have any feelings they want to express about either one of these tag team showcase matches? No. I think it's a waste of time, but that's about the extent of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you know there are you know all the because we kind of talked about this on the raw down how you know is is a WrestleMania spot earned or is it is it a part of should you be part of a storyline to be on Mania that type of thing? But um, I think these I think everyone that's you know a part of these matches are definitely deserving of being on the Mania card in some shape or form. Like definitely like this, the Street Profits. They definitely should have been somewhere on the on the uh, WrestleMania card. Liv definitely um, is one of those uh, people that needs to be on the on the Mania card. So I'm just like they said, it's a showcase. It's it's just good to have uh, have have these people on the uh, on the card in some way, shape, or form for me anyway. Why can we not just do the Battle Royals instead of these? They're doing the Battle Royal on Friday night. You yeah, they gotta doing- have a great SmackDown first. <clears throat> 
Whatever happened know, to but the just uh, for the dudes, man? Like, what? Why not do the May, the Andre on one night and the May Young on the next, man? Oh, the well, they can't use that trophy anymore because they have to redesign it. Because remember, it kind of looked like a uh, kind of looked like some uh, lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, the fallopian tube yeah. battle royal. Yeah, the. F- <laughs> you got to go over the top of the tubes, not through them. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the rest of the uh, the meat of night two. So Yikes. speaking of meat, a bunch of man meat going down in this one, man. Triple threat match, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Like, this could end up being the best match of the two nights of WrestleMania, yeah. I think. Yeah, these three are going to throw it down. There's there's no way that this is anything but a hoss fight. They're going to they're gonna beat the shit out of each other for whatever time they get, and I agree, dude. These are three guys that can put it down in any match, so I can only imagine the magic they're going to make together. So I'm really excited for this one. All three work in the, the European strong style. There's definitely going to be some fucking some fillings loose and some teeth after this one. Uh, Marco, who do you see taking the, the, the strap after this, man? Guther's in the middle of a really historic run with the Intercontinental Championship. Do you think it continues, or does he drop it in this triple threat? Oh, man, I think... I think he I think he drops it. I think uh I think Sheamus wins. I think Sheamus Sheamus finally gets that uh that prestigious uh Grand Slam title that he's been looking for. That's the only title he hasn't won is the uh is the Intercontinental title. So I think it uh, you want a mania moment, that's that's it right there. Um you know, the culmination of all, all that like hard work that he's been he's we always talk about he's that like he's that consistent worker, you know, there there every week in a match and in some type of fight. Um, so he, he's definitely deserving of it. And I think, uh, I think it, you, you want a WrestleMania moment. I think that's a, the, the best way to go about it is just to have him, have him win it. And Gunther can move on to, uh, to the bigger main event scene. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Sheamus has had a really, really awesome year taking the brawling brutes gimmick, which could have been just garbage, and he's really made it work, and he's upped his game in ring. He's almost having like a Cena like um, late career resurgence as far as respect from the Smarks go. Because I feel like a couple years ago, people would have grown anytime Sheamus's music hits, but now you know he said it when he went on uh, Corey Grace podcast. You know he's just putting on banger after banger after banger, and it would be a cool moment to see him finally becoming a Grand Slam champ and getting like you said, just getting the WrestleMania moment. You know, I see him getting a standing ovation from the crowd because. He's, you know, he's got a lot more in his rear view than he does in his windshield at this point. So we don't know how many more big opportunities he's going to get for to, to do something significant on the WrestleMania stage. Uh, Jordan, what do you think, man? Are you team team Sheamus on this one or do you think Gunther keeps the train rolling? Hey, man, I, I got a fully picks league to win. I'm not giving you all my picks here. Like, <laughs> I, I got money to win. There's money on the line here. Like, don't be trying to pry my answers out of me. <laughs> well, we know it's been established. These picks are all kayfabe, man. We can always, you know, for the Foley Picks Leagues uh, guys out there listening, trying to get, you know, some little kernels of uh, strategy and stuff. Anything we say on here does not necessarily translate to predictions for uh, for FPL. And yeah, it's going to be a big shootout this weekend for WrestleMania of anybody's game. Uh, but yeah, you agree, though, this got potential to be the match of the week for WWE? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think this match is just going to kill, like... It doesn't matter when this match goes on. They're going to try to steal the show for the entire weekend. All right. Another big one that should be just a straight up WrestleMania spectacle. Hell in a Cell. Edge versus the Demon. The first time we're ever going to see the Demon as a heel. 
coming back. Finn Balor and Edge inside the cell. Uh, where are we at with this one, fellas? Um, I think this feud has gone on way too damn long. <laughs> um, it's fitting that it ends in a hell in a cell because watching this feud has been like being in a personal hell in a cell. I, <laughs> I just don't. I, dude, I like both of these guys a lot, but for whatever reason, this feud just has not worked at all. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just so tired of Edge versus the Judgment Day. It's been going on over a year. Like, let's just, I I hope this is the end of it. I think this is going to be cool. I mean, it's a Hell in a Cell match, so you know they're going to put it down. Getting to see the demon back. The demon inside the cell. And and we got rumors that the brood might reunite. Yeah. 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 We know Gangrel's in town. It's been rumors that Christian is going to be allowed to go on a little, uh, a little rumspringa from AEW for this one show. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think, Marco? Are we going to see the brood at WrestleMania? I, I think so. I think that's going to be a part of the entrance. I think we're going to get that, the, the, uh, the old theme music back together, the red, the red stage, the cups of blood, all that stuff. It's going to be a, a spectacle as they like to say. So yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. See, you're thinking entrance. I'm thinking they may get involved in the match, dude. Like, I'm thinking, imagine the pop if, you know, they hold off on doing the brood entrance and Judgment Day, you know, Hell in a Cell, obviously the gimmick is that, you know, one-on-one, nobody can interfere, but people always fucking interfere. The first ever match had somebody breaking the freaking door off the hinges. I see Judgment Day coming in to give both Finn the assist and then the brood music hits and freaking Gangrel and Christian come out to challenge him, like... To me, that's like that. That books itself, you know. I can see that. All right. I can't imagine AEW is going to let Christian do very much, though. Besides, pull somebody outside the ring and like throw him into the cell. I can't imagine he's going to take a bump in WWE while he's under contract for AEW. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, dude, it's AEW. Like, you don't think Triple H is going to tell him, like, bro, do what the fuck you want. We'll we'll, we'll help <laughs> you do the damage control if something comes up. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally see AEW saying that, but when he gets in the building and like, you know, no offense, Christian's doing some cool stuff in AEW, but nothing he's doing in AEW is going to be anything comparable to having this moment, assuming they do get involved and it's not just for the entrance. Um, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this just because I think this could be our, not that it's nearly as big a deal, but I think this could be like a Sting versus Triple H type match at this Mania. You know, a ton of run-ins, ton of just gaga, and just ends up being a match that that we look back on fondly. I don't look back on Triple H and Sting fondly. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah. talking you don't, about. I mean, dude, the ending of it sucked, right? It definitely sucked seeing Sting take the L and then shaking hands with a guy who hit him in the head with a fucking sledgehammer <laughs> like five minutes ago. <laughs> but... You can't say, dude. We we were there, bro. I was like two feet away from you when it was happening. You were marking the fuck out when DX and the NWO came out. Well, yeah, that part was awesome. The ending kind of ruined the whole thing for me, though. Like, yeah, in the moment, it was absolutely awesome. But looking back on it, not as much. Yeah, I don't. I still don't understand how you don't just have, send everybody home happy and let Sting get the win. Because it would it would not have damaged Triple H one bit to lose no. to Sting, especially after no. how that match went. Like that match, by the time with all those run ins and all the foreign objects and stuff, like whoever won that match, it was going to be it wasn't a clean victory, you know. Yeah, I mean that just completely kind of killed Sting at that point. Like, wh- where was it going to go for him from there in WWE? And obviously, we know how it ended. So. Yeah, it sucks. Man. Well, I think that put him on the that put him on life support, and I think for the fucking three buckle bombs from Seth Rollins ended up killing him. 
Yeah, to... I just I wish that they would have had Sting go over, and even if that would have been his only match, and he he went over in it, I would have been fine with that. Yeah, it would have been cool. All right, the probably the second hottest feud we got at this point outside of the Bloodline versus Cody, KO and Sammy, Ray versus Dom. This is a story that. Again, you know, it's been about seven, eight months in the making at this point. Um, I think Ray goes over. I think they send the fans home happy. I don't think this is like a passing of the torch moment. What are you guys seeing in this one? That this one's hard to this. I think this one's kind of hard to predict because um, you, you know, Hall of Fame, all that stuff. You know, he's gonna have a Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, not a passing of the torch, but you know, if it's gonna be kind of like your last match. Um, why not it be at WrestleMania against your son, essentially? Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad way to go out. I know we, we're looking at it as, oh, he's going to lose to Dominic, but it's a little bit, to me, it's a little bit more than that. It's it's a, I mean, first time that I can think of a father and son, besides obviously Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon. That um, count. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's what I mean. Like, like, like you know, yeah. and like <laughs> just a storyline and not even that, just a story in general. Like, you know, the whole thing with Eddie and the, you know, that stuff, like he's been involved with Ray so long. It's like, I think, I don't think him losing, you know, to Dominic is a bad thing. I think it, it helps Dominic even, even more if that's, if that's the case. I mean, yeah, there, that- there, there hasn't been a whole lot of touching father son moments in WWE history. The first one that yeah. comes to mind is when boss man is dragging around big shows, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think this is I think this is really cool that they're doing this though. I mean, I'm not I'm obviously not the biggest Dom fan, but he has kind of won me over a little bit here in the last couple months. I mean, still not great in the ring, but I mean, dude, if, good it, if, if this is truly Ray's last WrestleMania match, which all signs are kind of pointing that way, the fact that he can still move the way he can after 25 years, 26 years, whatever it's been, is incredible. This is a pretty cool match to have for your last last WrestleMania match. I mean, honestly, as a dad, how much more could you want out of that? So I, I think it's going to be cool. But yeah, it's uh, seeing Dom beat Ray is going to be a little somber, I think, because I'm, I'm not on board with that at all. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for the two biggest matches of the weekend, I think, pretty much undisputedly. The culmination of one of the best told stories the WWE has had in at least a decade, at least since I came back into watching wrestling in 2014, this has been the best piece-by-piece long-term storytelling they've done. We'll start with the Tag Team Championship match. The Usos going on almost two years as champs, defending against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Is there any chance that the Usos retain the belts? I mean, yeah, there's a chance, but do I see it happening? No. Like there's, there's probably, I'd probably give it a ten percent chance the Usos win this match. I just, I think all the momentum is with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Crowd's gonna go nuts. I think this is gonna open night two, honestly. You think so? Wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially if we're gonna make night two all about the bloodline. I think that Usos have to lose. Um, unfortunately for them, because I don't know if their reign shouldn't necessarily be over if this match is happening like in a vacuum, but. Their match is so tied in with the main event storyline. And I feel like regardless of what the results going to end up being, I feel like you have to start telling the story of, you know, tonight is the fall of the bloodline. And that's going to make it that much more dramatic when when Roman goes into Cody. Can Roman keep it going or is it is that going to be the end of it? 
Uh, what do you think, Marco? Any chance Usos find a way to sneak out with the belt? Man, that, <clears throat> that's another person. Um, Kevin Owens, and uh, he—I guess he's a—he's up for another a, a, a Grand Slam thing as well if he wins the uh, tag titles. Oh yeah, he will be Grand um, Slam champ. So that's a possibility. <clears throat> and if if it, you know if I go with my own you know my own gimmick here with the uh, WrestleMania shirts, um, they may they might win um, since they both have the uh, you know wrestle was it WrestleZania and KO Mania. That's the. Uh, that's the gimmick, but he did lose last year against Stone Cold, so that doesn't really matter at all. Um, man, I I don't want to give away my predictions because uh, I have like a whole thing going in. I'm gonna say since you asked if there was a chance they were retained, I'm gonna say yes, there is a chance they will retain. Okay, fair enough. Man. I'll say I that. Think it's I think it's slim to none that, that Jimmy and Jay leave with the belts. All right, let's get into it. One of the most intriguing WrestleMania main events we've gotten in a long time. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's a lot of different ways they could go out of this, and the results of this match is going to have absolutely gigantic implications over the next year. I'll start. I, if you asked me a month ago, I thought there was zero chance that Roman wins, but as the days and the weeks have gone by, we get closer and closer to Mania. Uh, you know, me and Jordan had a long conversation on the phone last night about this. I am almost convinced that Roman will reign and the show goes on, man. I think he finds a way by hook or by crook to beat Cody and, uh, and continue this, uh, th- this reign as, as the undisputed champion. Uh, Marco, which, where are you at on this match? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very, it's been, it's been very, uh, this is, this is another very hard match to, uh, predict. Only because it's going to be, you know, I think it's 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 weird if Roman Reigns loses because it's you know we've seen him just beat everybody. Um, a lot of people make a lot of great cases about why Cody shouldn't win. You know, he's only been there for a year. Um, you know, he he was away for so many months and just came back, and you know they handed him this. He's not earning it. That type of thing. Um, but then this news comes out today where uh, Nick Khan did it. He was on, he was on Herd um, doing an interview and he talked about how their storylines are written months and months and months and months in advance. Um, so going by that, it's a possibility Cody could win. They already have the storyline written out. Um, <clears throat> and it kind of falls into my how my prediction is going to go with the because uh, they kind of run into each other, the bloodline match. With I mean, sorry, the uh, Usos and KO and Sammy that kind of runs into the it, it, it kind of affects my prediction of the the Cody Roman match because um, I I see uh, I see it playing out a different way. Um, I see you know I mean I see Jay being the aggressor being the uh, kind of taking the reins of the bloodline. In the in the fallout of Roman Reigns losing to Cody, um, that's a possibility because he's always been that like you know that one that always stood up to Roman, even though he kind of acknowledged him in the beginning stages. Um, he still has that I don't give a crap attitude. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm you know the finish the story thing. That's another thing. 
Um, I think they're just trying to swerve you into thinking Roman's going to win, personally. And I think Cody's going to win. That's 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 my prediction, anyway. I think they're just trying to swerve people, saying, eh, Roman's a center of steamroll, move on, next opponent. But there really is nobody left. Who else, who else is left for, except for Seth Rollins, we know this. But other than that, like... You said it. But, I mean... As far as like a, a like an attra- like an attractive match, because you still have that you have a storyline with Seth Rollins and Cody, you could still go with. Because yep. Cody's beat him a bunch of times, and you know Seth could be trying to get that win back, and maybe they have a match at SummerSlam, and then you know Seth Rollins wins at SummerSlam, takes the titles. Um, and if the rumors are true about Roman leaving after Mania, I mean, I don't know. You make your own decision on that. But there's so way too many factors to just say flat out Roman Reigns is gonna win. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that are going into it. For me anyway. All right. So I'm I'm team Roman all the way. Marco's leaning a little bit, Cody. Yeah. Jordan, explain to the listeners why Cody Rhodes has to win this match. I just feel like at this point, the way they've built Cody up with the way he's been booked since he came back. I feel like a loss would be devastating for him at this point. I mean, mm. Marco just said it. Who's left? Like, dude, it, this is just going to kill Cody's run if he loses. If this is a clean, clean loss, he gets pinned one, two, three in the center of the ring. I just feel like it kills everything they did for Cody in the last year. Yeah. I, I know the reign that Roman is on right now is unheard of and everything like that. So a lot of people are going to be like, this isn't a bad loss. Usually you'd be a hundred percent right, but the way they've built Cody after they've brought him back and the chase for the title and everything like that, I just I feel like this would be a devastating loss for him at this point. And yeah. honestly, the the amount of time they've put into Cody Rhodes since he came back the second time after the pec injury, I mean, dude, they've put a lot into Cody Rhodes. They've let him talk a ton, which we we usually don't see him cut like emotional promos and things like that, but they've done it numerous times on this. Um, They just had him pin solo who had not lost yet the other night. I mean, it, it almost feels like they're giving it away, but I mean, there's still the, the chief on the other side of the ring that can beat anybody in WWE. So yeah, like Marco said, I, I think this has been booked out so long. Like I, I think this was their plan all along when Cody came back. Um, the pec injury definitely hurt him, but I, I feel like, dude, he's never been as hot as he is right now. And um, me and Seth were the most lukewarm people on Cody coming into WWE after his AEW run. I just, I didn't feel like this was a possibility for him. Yeah, and I feel like if he loses, to me, he goes right back to where he was when he came into WWE. Yeah. He's just he's just another guy. He's not the guy, and I feel like a lot of people are going to agree on that. Like, I feel like he needs this more than anybody has ever needed it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I I'm leaning heavy Cody just because I think he needs it so much. But will it surprise me if Roman wins? No. But then at that point, I don't know where they go from there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a. Yeah, you know you are right. They did definitely put the strap to his back, and it seems like like they already have it set for him to be like like the face of the company. Like he's gonna be like like you know his like his demeanor, the way like business suits. Like he he has that face that you could put on like a like like anywhere like red carpets. Like oh like he's at he's if you're gonna put someone in a position where 
they got to be able to like, you know, do all these like red carpets and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's Cody Rhodes, dude. I mean, not nothing against Seth Rollins or anything like that, but when they, they go, they go for like corporate looking people too. That's the other side of things. Like, you know, very, you know, straightforward, no, like no gimmicky people as a champion when they, when they do it, like the uh, mainstream stuff. Um, yeah, that's it, it, it. He is right. If, if Cody doesn't win, it's bad. It, that's a really bad, bad, bad decision <laughs> on their part to do. So you can't build someone up that much and then just to knock him down. But then again, maybe that's the whole point is to, you know, get that big win for Roman. I mean, who knows? I am going to go on the limb and say Randy Orton costs. Cody the match, man. I, that's what I see. I see Randy Orton coming back and RKO and this mofo, and uh, and Roman gets the win with outside interference once again. Okay, but I, I, me and Seth talked about this a little bit last night, so let's just lay it down on the recording. How on earth does that do anything to help WWE, though? Like, seriously, like that, that theory, how does that do anything to help WWE? Because you got a red-hot Cody and Randy Orton feud. They already got a ton of freaking background, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Cody can go off and do his thing with Randy Orton. And it gets Roman to a thousand days, bro. Think of all the merch, dude. The commemorative plaques, the t-shirts, man, the fucking defining moments, action figures. If Roman hits a thousand days as champ, you're this close, dude. You've okay. you've been this patient with this reign. Give him another two months, and for the rest of his career, you could you could book had a thousand day reign as champion. Okay. But here's the problem with that. That's all well and good. So you're taking away the one true contender they have right now. And you're taking him straight out of the title match by a screw job from Randy Orton. Like, yeah, that's really how you think that they should end the biggest gate for WrestleMania history. You really feel like they should have, Randy Orton take Cody Rhodes out of the title picture <laughs> on his first no. WrestleMania main event. That's not how I think they should end it. I told you how I think they should end it, dude. I think Cody should have Roman locked in just a wicked arm breaker. Roman's about to tap out. Paul Heyman throws salt in Cody Rhodes' eyes. Roman pins Cody, and then Seth Rollins comes out to help Cody and make amends. And That's... while they're doing that at ringside, <laughs> Paul Heyman gets on the mic and challenges Seth Rollins to an impromptu championship match. And Seth comes in and curb stomps uh, Roman and wins. Just, I think they need to run back WrestleMania 9, but with Seth and the Hulk Hogan role. Uh, Thank God you're not booking WWE. I know, right? that would literally, dude, I think the fans would literally rush the ring and probably kill somebody if that happened. Yeah, but- I think people would love it, dude. I think there's enough nostalgia for that stupid-ass Indian WrestleMania 9 now, man, that I think people would... And it's Seth, dude. I feel like if you put Seth and Cody against each other right now, dude, I think the crowd's more behind Seth than Cody, man. Absolutely. Dude, have you listened the last like three weeks to the woe when Cody comes out? It's the loudest pop of the year, dude. Yeah. I mean, people sing Nakamura's music, dude. Like his, I I think, yeah, that, that part of his theme song's over, dude. The yes, that to me, it's like the yes chant, dude. Like the yes chant was over. Daniel Bryan wasn't over though, dude. It's still Cody, man. Like it's still Cody. Wait, Daniel Bryan was not over when he won the title. Did you hear the crowd after he won? Like, yes, dude, it's because people want to do the yes chant. Oh my god, Seth, you're just like going in reverse right now. Like, I don't even know what I'm <laughs> listening to. Usually, you're like the most like level headed, like smart wrestling fan, and I just feel like you're going off the deep end now. It's the, no, it's the hatred, Cody, dude. It's the hatred Stardust. for Cody. This is the greatest. 
It's the greatest title run in my since I've been watching wrestling as a three year old, dude. I've never seen a run like this, man. I would, I you know, even though Hogan's run happened while I was alive, I was too little to remember it and experience it. I just, dude, Cody can't be the guy to fucking end it, man. He just can't, dude. And I don't know if you know, it's it's it'd be a lot of work to get set to that point, but. Bro, you know me, dude. I fucking I, I good naturedly clown on AEW. I'd rather see Kenny Omega come over and be the one to end Roman's reign than Cody, dude. I just yeah. The fact that this is how this is going to end with because yeah, I mean, if I'm putting money down on it, as much as I love Roman, Cody's probably going to win this match, and I just hate it, bro. I hate that when we look back on this and we're like, how did it end? It's going to be Cody Rhodes beat Roman at WrestleMania. Man. Yeah, they- like, give me Jay Uso, give me Seth. Give me somebody else, dude. But, you know, Cody is, he's hashtag not my champion, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Nah, he's like, he's uh, definitely, he's tailor made, dude. Like the way he's built, the, the his look, the get, he's, he's, it, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with Jordan on this. I'm surprised you haven't like picked this up. Like, obviously, you want the cooler people to, to be Roman, Roman Reigns, but you're not thinking in WWE terms. You're thinking in wrestling fan terms. In WWE no, I feel terms, you, man. I feel you. Cody's and, winning. Dude, before the Cody <laughs> fanboys come at me, remember, dude, I gave Cody wrestler of the Chick yeah. Foley show era when we did our last anniversary show. So all the respect in the world to the guy. But as me, if I'm just going straight up being a kayfabe fan, Cody just don't do it for me, man. He just don't. He's not my cup of tea. I don't like his look. I don't like the way he wrestles. I His corny promos just aren't it for me, man. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like he's, I told, we talked about this about a month ago, I think on the show. I think he's too good of an actor, man. Like, he is a really good actor. You know, him and Ted DiBiase Jr. took those acting classes and they're both breaking in. And I feel like he's such a good actor that it almost like stands out on the show and makes it like, as weird as it says, it makes it unbelievable for me when he's out there, man. It's just something about him is just off-putting, his on-screen character. You're and basically saying he makes everyone else it. look bad. That's what you're saying? Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of, <laughs> it just doesn't, it's so, it's, it's a, it's so like more, um, it's so much more like realistic and more like a real actor would be than everybody else on the show that it just kind of, it just sticks out a little bit to me, man. Um, I don't know if anybody else has felt that way or noticed that, but I just, I'm just not that high on Cody as an on-screen character. It, 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 we're, all, we're also talking out of turn because obviously this is going to air before uh, SmackDown. So we have no clue what's going to happen on SmackDown. That could, whatever happens on SmackDown, the last show before uh, Mania Weekend could entirely flip this whole thing upside down. So we don't know. And uh, there's one thing we haven't here, – here's another thing. I'm gonna, I hate to throw these things out because people are going to be listening and now they're going to use this as a way to predict – you have not heard Paul Heyman do his most wonderful phrase about Roman Reigns winning. Have you yet? The prediction. Not. Spoiler. Right. Not a prediction. Yeah. If he does not say that Friday night, Cody's winning. I'm just going to give that away to everybody. If he doesn't say. Hey, since. If he doesn't say ahead, that, Marcus. that's usually the cap. That's usually like the definitive Roman's winning. If he does not True. spew those words on Friday. You can bet your bet your sweet asses Cody Rhodes is walking out with those titles. Hey, since you guys didn't like my Randy Orton schmoz and you didn't like my own oh WrestleMania night, I got one more <laughs> ending to throw at you guys. All right. Oh this whole storyline has been about Dusty Rhodes, right? Mm. They having this dramatic just banger of a match. All of a sudden, <laughs> towards the end of it, there's a ref bump. The lights go out. We get a hologram, like a holographic ghost of Dusty Rhodes comes out. <laughs> you think he's going to give Cody... Like this last little pep talk to push him over the edge, and he fucking low blows him so Roman can hit the fucking spear and Superman punch, whatever, and pin him. 
and it ends with the holographic ghost of Dusty Rhodes acknowledging Roman Reigns and, and kind of joining the bloodline posthumously. All right. Well, let's just move on to figure four after that. <laughs> My God. I think it would be a pretty epic way to end up uh, uh. WrestleMania. But yeah, you're right. I'm uh, this, this mango tart spray getting in my brain a little bit. I'm, I'm <laughs> going off the deep end, sharing some of my deepest, darkest uh, fantasy booking with the uh, mm. the Foley fan. But let us know what you think of those three alternate endings I gave to uh, WrestleMania. I think they're all pretty entertaining. Let's hear from Extra Cooler. And then we are going to talk this WCW crowdfund. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, it's time for the weekly figure four where we discuss the latest and greatest in wrestling figure news. I want to remind you guys this segment is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all your purchases. Um, so there was a you know a little bit of figure news this week, right, guys? Yeah, just a little, a tiny bit. <laughs> For the first time in two years, we have another WWE crowdfund via Mattel Creations, the WCW Nitro stage, along with five figures. So um, I'll kick off the discussion, man. I'll start with the positives. The Stage is absolutely beautiful, man. It's they they took the Nitro stage from ninety five through ninety eight and just shrunk it down to elite scale. There's over a hundred LED lights on this thing. Like the the stage is absolutely spectacular. It's something I, I would have dreamed about as a kid. I mean, shit, it's something I would have dreamed about like this time last year, man. Like it, it is really really awesome. And hats off to him to a uh, for a job well done on that stage. Yeah, so I think the the stage is really cool. Um, all the lights and stuff and, and effects on it are really cool. Um, I mean, was this my most wanted thing? Not necessarily, but I, I still think it's awesome. Um, again, it's gigantic, so I have no idea where I can put this in my house. But I definitely plan on adding it to the collection, assuming it gets to the right um, point for as far as the figures are concerned. But um, we'll get into that after we get done talking about the stage. Marco Jordan kind of said it. If it gets to the right point, what what point is your like you know where the, your break even point on these tiers with the figures? Break even point, uh, man. I don't know. I mean, I actually, I mean, like you said, like you guys just said before, the stage is great. Uh, I think like you know having all the lights and all that stuff is pretty cool. I'm I'm curious to see what type of like what the material is. If like it's like actually like metal. Um, uh, the the uh the, like the WCW signs and all that stuff in the actual stage itself. Um, I definitely would have liked some ring skirts, um, or and some ropes and some like uh like uh turnbuckles so you can kind of switch out the 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 previous um crowdfunded uh thing that'd be pretty cool or or a new ring altogether or something. I'm assuming that's gonna come later on. Um, uh, the actual like the WCW like ring, um. Cause that whole arena like is, was pretty awesome. Like 
the the mats with the flames and all that stuff. And it was just like a really, really cool looking uh, show. Um, that's one thing Eric Bischoff did great was he was a TV producer. So he knew, he knew how to produce TV and have a great uh, setup. So it might, I mean, I actually like that like a little bit better than, than raw setup. Uh, when you, when you actually like do a side by side comparison. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I definitely, I, I'm not, you know, the, the price points I think is really good on it. Um, it's, it's the, it's the backers, like, you know, the, the, the tiers that are, that's going to kind of like make or break it for a lot of people. Um, you know, with, you get, you're going to get a ton of figures a lot more than the last time around. Um, if, if, if it's done, uh, if it's funded correctly, um, it's some pretty cool ones at that. So, I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much all for it. I think it's, you know, in order to keep stuff like this going, you have, you know, as a collector, you, you should want to invest in this and it is an investment. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's where I stand. That's kind of like my, uh, my, my break even is with the, uh, with the figures and stuff like that and how that goes. To me, man, I feel like I got to have all five. Like I may yeah. end up just biting the bullet and doing it regardless, but you know, 400 bucks. And the only thing you're guaranteed is a Ray and potentially uh, Hogan. a Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we definitely that's need that. Tough, yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow, dude. Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow, man. Like all, all five, I think the value is there for me. Even none of those figures really setting my soul on fire. Um, I think it, it's a really cool idea to do some WC, like a love letter to WCW because it really hasn't, they haven't done too much WCW based stuff in the line, right? Like nothing where they've just gone all out. Like this is going to be an all WCW type thing. So it's really cool. Um, I just think they're kind of limited by the folks under contract, right? To me, the biggest thing missing is a figure like that doink, right? Like that doink was so cool because you pretty much knew like, we're not going to get another ultimate edition doink if we don't do this. Whereas I feel like everybody included this line. Um, I mean, some of them already have had ultimate edition figures with Hulk and warrior. We know Ray's got one already on the way. And you got to figure Scott Steiner and DDP, there's still a good chance they get some ultimate editions, even if this doesn't work. So I feel like there's maybe, I feel like there's nothing that you absolutely have to fund this and you're never going to get something similar again. You know, like I I keep going back to Glacier and Mortis. If we could have got one of those two guys, I feel like this would be a no brainer, man. If they could get funded to whatever tier those guys were. I I still, to me, feel like the biggest miss is not getting the Scott Hall debut. I I just, I feel like Denim Scott Hall was, that was the figure that, I feel like would have put this over the top and I feel like everybody would have funded it to get that figure. Um, but yeah, I mean, none of these are like, I don't get me wrong. I want that warrior with the duster and stuff. I think that warrior is awesome and I want every warrior figure, but I mean the Hogan, we have tons of Hogan figures. Like Seth said, um, the Ray, I mean, whatever, it's fine. The Steiner, I definitely want. Um, I, I think the Steiner and the Warrior are definitely the two figs that I want the most. Um, I, honestly, if if they just listed those by themselves on there and they were seventy five to a hundred bucks a piece, I'd probably buy both of them just to say I had them. Um, having said that, I feel like this group, especially like the the four of us, are are definitely the target audience for these crowd fundings, and I feel like. I kind of feel obligated to fund these because I mean, dude, if these die and I don't know, you got to feel like you're part of the reason it dies. If it does die, cause you're not funding it. Yeah. I mean, we're the yeah. ones who asked for this stuff. Like we wanted new stuff and cool stuff, but 
The problem is, dude, they can't give us a stage and a ring every single time. Like, dude, it's fine to just do five figures. Like, I think it's cool, and it'll be great for the figure photographers and stuff like that. Like, the fact you can move all the lights and stuff like that, I think that's awesome. But, dude, like, eventually collectors are going to run out of room for this shit. Like, where the hell am I going to put all these rings and stages and stuff? Like, dude, maybe next time just do... I don't know, five to ten figures and just let us roll with that. Because I feel like the figures are always going to be the selling point, right? Um, they definitely are. Because everybody's into the figures, right? Like you said, not everybody can do the stage. I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to bet I probably have more real estate devoted to wrestling figures than the vast majority of collectors out there. And even I have absolutely nowhere that I can think of where I'm going to ever have this stage on display. Like, as of right now, my game plan is to get this thing and maybe sit on that stage for a year or two and then try to flip it on eBay. Um, just cause it's, it's fucking massive, which is cool as hell. But dude, if you got, you know, a family with kids and stuff, man, like I still don't see where you're sitting this thing up at. Like you really got, if you get, look at those measurements, dude, look at the inches on that thing. It's three and a half uh, feet wide. Yeah. That's some serious fucking floor space that you're talking about. dude. In <laughs> addition to like, you know, you can't really have the ramp by itself, man. You got to have the a ring with it too. So it's just, dude, it's going to be a hell of a setup. It, it will be cool as fuck. Like I said, the absolute kind of thing that you dream of as a kid, but as a grown up, just being, it's just, it's almost impractical, right? Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do? Devote an entire room, have your friends over and be like, oh, no, no, don't go in there. Don't go in there. <laughs> 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 I got valuables in there. <laughs> you you put like an employees only sign on the door or something. In Hawaii, man, I had, <laughs> we put carpet down in our garage in Hawaii, just like some cheap carpet, just made it like a little like bonus, like rec room, you know, before Brett came along, we had the beer pong table and foosball and dartboard and stuff. And I had an arena set up in there. I had a whole full extreme sets arena with the wicked cool toys ring. And I had the whole backstage set up too. And I remember one time I had to, I had a friend over that had no idea I was even a wrestling fan at all. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fucking, I had to go into the garage to grab something real quick. I think, I think I was grabbing like a bottle opener and he just followed me in there. Like he naturally would if you're at a friend's house and he saw it. And like, I can't remember what I did. It was all such a blur in my mind because I had just such a rush of anxiety. He was like, what is all this? And I was just like, I don't know. Some stuff Sheena's selling on a yard sale. I'm like, just quickly fucking spun him around like I was a fucking <laughs> left tackle in the NFL and fucking shoved him back into the fucking main part of the house dude like that's for yeah, my that's for my future kids never too early to get started <laughs> yeah dude it's uh it, it's yeah stuff like that could be tough to explain man it's definitely a little bit more acceptable even just in like the the six or seven years i've been collecting it's a little bit more cool to do that stuff now i think covid really brought the 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 you know weird niche collectibles uh to yeah. the to the mainstream but I'm rooting for it, man. I if it gets to 9K and we're definitely gonna get Steiner, it, I'll probably still stick with it. Like Jordan said, you feel like you got to because even though I'm not insane about this set of figures and, and the stage, just for how I'm gonna use it, how it's gonna fit into my collection, I want to see what comes next. Right? It's worth it to me to spend a little bit of money because at the end of the day, 400 bucks is a lot of money, right? No shame on anybody if you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not spending that, but. If you go in there, they got payment options, right? They got like, there's some low, there's some no interest payment options you can do when you check out. And there's some low interest payment options, like where, you know, you're basically paying like 20 bucks of interest over the course of a year. If you want to fund this thing, I do think that it's worth it just to make sure whatever the next thing is, we still get it, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, they do need to get PayPal so I can do paying for like that's pretty shitty that we can't do that because that's what I do for all the high purchases now like anything over about like 250 I'm like yeah that's going on paying for I won't yeah, even it notice make, it coming out yeah it just makes it easier to swallow because you can spread it over basically once a paycheck take a little take a little bite and it yeah it just makes it easier to go down even if it is the same amount of money dude it's uh you know I don't know. I, I really think I want to see them do some different things with the Mattel creations um, format. Give us some individual figures, right? Like think of some guys that are under contract that we haven't got some of their cool looks like. What if they gave us, uh, you know, Brutus Beefcake as the disciple as like yeah. a crowdfund, right? Like, I mean, that we, we've said on here before, that would be a super toyetic figure or just different guys that are going to be straight repaints. There's so many different Bretts you could do. Mm-hmm. Um and just, you know, throw those up on Mattel Creations, stuff like that. And just see if, you know, see what people are into, man. I think uh, I think that could be a little bit easier to be a success. And it's not it's not as it's not as um, as high risk, you know, where you're going through the work to make these massive prototypes just for something to end up flaming out. Can we please if the, if they're taking requests, can we please get the purple Hasbro warrior in ultimate form like. Come on, man. I, I know we've gotten a ton of Warriors, but, dude, everybody loves Warrior figures, and they always sell really well. Like, we, we need that purple Hasbro in uh, WWE Ultimate form. Dude, I like that idea. I think I would take the green or the white over the purple one, though, man. I don't know, dude. There's just I, something about that purple one that it just, I, I don't know. It's just, it looks so cool. I think it's just. The, it, it, the bulk on it was crazy, dude. Like, that was one of the most, like, shredded action figures of all time, man. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like the, I like the gear on. The, the green one's kind of funky. Like, I got a custom elite of that. Um, it's just weird with the weight belt and shit. It doesn't really make any sense, but it's cool because it's such a legendary figure. But I really like the gear on the white one, man, yeah. with, like, the green and orange little warrior logos. That's like people are, like, I saw it on, it might've been, uh, Reddit. They're like, they're running out of warriors to make. I was like, no, they're not. No we ain't way. even close to done, dude. No, we even, we even get the, so uh, many they could do. Yeah. I was, I was actually thinking, uh, for the Coliseum collection. I think I'm hoping that they do the LJN warrior. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That'd be With pretty the black sick. Boots. Yeah. And, um, and then we, we haven't even, I, I, I mean, maybe we have, but I don't remember. We have we ever gotten the SummerSlam '91 uh, Warrior? No, we haven't, nope. and we need it. We've yeah. gotten we got Slaughter, we got a Hulk to go with it. We got yep. the General, uh, you know, what, or what's uh, Colonel Mustafa? Yeah, yep. we need that Warrior, man. We definitely we got Sid as the ref from that match. Like, yep. yeah, we need we need that Warrior, and we need uh, what is it, General Adnan? Man. Yeah, dig him up wherever he's at right now, dude. Let's get an elite of him. Plenty Jeez. of Warriors to go around for everybody. So just to kind of recap, man, I think we were all the same. Love the stage, just a little lukewarm on the figure selection. But I think uh, are we all in agreement that we're going to end up back in this thing? It's just going to the difference is going to be how much pumped up we are about it, depending on where it ends up funded. Yeah, I'm backing this no matter what, dude. I I know I said the nine thousand thing today, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, dude, if if it misses by one. And I'm the one that didn't order it, dude. I'd be crushed. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would suck, dude. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, man. I think I'm backing it no matter what. Because by the time next year comes out, dude, even if we did end up with just the, you know, just Hulk and Ray, or God forbid, just the Ray, I think I'm gonna forget about the money I spent, and I'll just be excited to kind of unbox that Nitro stage and and set it up once or twice and take some pictures, even if I don't end up doing anything else with it. But mm. I will, I'll be stoked if we end up getting all five figures. Cause yeah, I mean, five ultimate edition figures. That's awesome, dude. Even if they're not the greatest in the world, that's still going to be really fun. 
to get that all at once and just unboxing the thing is going to be a blast, you know? Yep. All right, let's hear from uh, John Swallow and then we'll get into some listener mail. you want to feel the war of the crown go strap on those spandex undies and listen to the coming down the aisle podcast hosted by me j-bone each week i have a guest ranging from wrestlers podcasters and even some family members the guests pick the match and we talk about it along with their fandom also each week i provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk so get on eat up and subscribe to the coming down the aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. All right, guys, we are going to do listener mail. I am under strict orders from Sheena to save anything that, uh, it, you know, you guys remember I said at the start of the episode, she's a little under the weather. I'm under strict orders from Sheena, a.k.a. Chick Foley, that any of these questions that aren't necessarily, like, you know, going to they have to be answered prior to WrestleMania weekend. We're going to save them for the next time she's on the show because she always loves doing that so much. So we'll have a supersized mailbag for next episode. Um, Phil D starts up. Phil Dunnett, the the commissioner of the Foley Picks League, our prediction league we have in our Patreon exclusive uh, Chick Foley show group. Ton of fun. Hit chickfoley.com to check that out. We're going to be starting up the new prediction league challenge here pretty soon. So it's a good time to get in if you want to be a part of that. He Phil, says, how much Phil notice D- am I going to get on? Phil D, who also uh, did not make any picks when we did uh, the NCAA tournament that I won, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's in the uk he's got the time difference we know he likes to booze it up a little bit man so you know sh- shout out to phil d we love that guy it says how much notice am i going to get on rounding up the pickers this weekend so this episode will be dropping thursday morning so if you're listening to this and you're part of fully picks league get your picks in because it's a shitload of predictions for those that don't know it's the championship of our fourth season of this and we've put we've tied it up into just a gigantic shootout of an event you got um Stand and deliver, Super Card of Honor, and both nights of WrestleMania and a winner takes all challenge. And it's 26 people we got to round up predictions for for this thing. So yeah, everybody get your picks in. Marco, you know you're you're notoriously one of the uh, later ones. You've been doing better this season, though. I'll give you that, man. Yeah. Phil hasn't Phil hasn't complained too much about you this year, dude. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you get everybody get your picks in if you're listening to this. Um, so James Cody Canterbury, he asked me and Sheena how we plan to cope that evening. Dude, I don't think it's going to be anything to cope. I think that when the, the trademark thing goes up and WrestleMania fades to black, I think I'm going to be sitting there on the back porch just holding one finger up in the air as Jordan is like smashing all the furniture, dude, all the lawn furniture back there because Cody took the L. Yep. Well, I guess we'll, I guess I'll be there to find out, won't I? <laughs> all right. Let's see. Jason Koenig says, I got to put the toddler to bed Saturday evening. He usually likes long baths and several books before he lays down. Should I skip all that and put him in bed early so I don't miss the showcase of the Immortals or pause the show until I'm ready? I say let him stay up and watch it, bro. This is like, you know, Christmas for wrestling fans, dude. Like, let the little guy check it out, man. Where, where are you guys at on this? You guys are dads, dude. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what age, uh, what age your little guy is, dude, but I say just let him stay up. Bro. I mean, toddler usually means two, three, four, somewhere in there, so... Yeah. Imagine he's somewhere in that area, <sighs> dude. That Rough. age staying up late is an absolute disaster. The next day, though, is the problem. I I would probably still put him down. Um, we we talked about night one already. It doesn't look like it's going to be the greatest night of wrestling. Um, I, I would pause the show and just watch it whenever you get him down. Marco, how about you, man? You team stay up or 
team team go the hell to sleep? Um, I mean, we try to get get him to go to sleep. I know he's definitely going to be up for night one because obviously it's Saturday. Um, I mean, judging by Royal Rumble, he he stayed up the whole night <laughs> until the end. Oh, watched, no. watched Hardy and everything. Um, and, oh God! And, and, and hopped right. <laughs> the funny thing is, he hopped right up the next morning. Like no no wow. issues. It's 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 gonna suck because it's Sunday and he's gonna want to see uh, Roman because um, he he's like huge huge Bloodline fan. He wants to see all the uh, Bloodline people. So I mean that's gonna be rough. But um, I mean, we'll we'll have to we'll have to make an executive decision, me and the wife, and see uh, see what we can do. But yeah, I mean, as me as a wrestling fan, I I, I don't care if he stays up. I want him to enjoy and have his moments and be able to like live to live to tell those tales of what he's seen. You know, such and such did this or whatever. So, but yeah, you know, it always circles back to the to the lady to the lady of the house to see what happens. So. We'll see. Definitely. Always defer to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our good friend Trey White, better known as My Damn Toys, is flying out to L.A. this week for WrestleMania. Oh, he wants man. to know if there's anything in particular you would like him to ask the Mattel design team. There sure is. Why the hell was Scott Hall and Denim not included in the WCW set? <laughs> yeah. Where's Where's Warrior from SummerSlam 91? Ask, ask, ask that question. Watch. Hey, we're, we're saying know. all this now, and they're doing fig reveals tomorrow. And watch, they're going to reveal all these figs. Yeah, like it, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I got a funny feeling we're going to be WCW heavy on these fig reveals to help try to push yeah. along the crowd. Fun. Yeah. Um, my biggest question would be, where's the WCW ring? Are we getting a ring, or are we going to get at least a conversion kit for the? Because you could do it with the the Attitude Era ring with Can. You could make that into a Nitro ring pretty easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ask about a WCW ring because I think that could be something that could really push me over the edge to to want to go ahead and pull the trigger on this thing. No, they're probably going to do right, another one, Ultimate Edition with the WCW ring to hose us out of one hundred and fifty dollars again, Seth. Damn. You know what I see, man? I see an Ultimate Edition ring with Hall and Nash both included. Oof. I don't think me and you are going to be able to split that one. Yeah, just looking at what the stock is right now, dude, I don't think the cane ring did quite as well as they were expecting it to. I think the next time, but it still did okay. I think next time they throw in two figures and uh, Paul and Nash, yeah, I mean, that would would sell instantly. I think that's why we didn't get the outsiders in this set because I don't think you want to bury, I don't think you want to put those two guys behind the crowdfund you know dude the majority of the hate that i've read on that cane ring is the actual boxing of the cane like that's why a lot of people didn't get it because they hate that they changed the ultimate edition box for one figure yeah it's a windowless box and i say even beyond that dude you can make a windowless box look really cool it's the flimsiest cardboard remember i told you jordan like because we me and jordan went half on that ring and uh you know i was i wanted the ring jordan wanted the cane but, dude, the cardboard was so flimsy. I was nervous to ship it, man, because Jordan's an MOC collector. And obviously, if it's something that doesn't even got a window, like the condition of the box is everything, man. It was very, very soft cardboard. Like, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. It was like it, it wasn't even like uh, like a Nabisco box, like a cereal box. You know what I mean? It was flimsier than that. Like it was oh, like wow. if, if the moment you take like the plastic tray out of it, that thing is like going laying down flat. You know what I'm, you know what yeah. kind of cardboard I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, it was... Uh, it's almost like the yeah, sheath so I, I that they put on the outside of the figure boxes, like when you have to slide the figure box out almost. Yeah, yeah, man. It was maybe like a cunt hair cunt hair thicker than that, dude. But yeah, it's... You, like I said, you'll see when you got it in hand, man. It's just I, just... I was just very concerned about that, getting like creased up and messed up and everything. So, 
Um, Zach Hurt, we got two more questions here. Zach Hertzler says, what's on the menu this WrestleMania weekend? So I'll start. So we're going to do some, uh, Sheena makes just some mean chicken wings. Dude. So we're going to do chicken wings and fries on Saturday night. Still trying, we're definitely going to do some traditional Buffalo. Still trying to dial in what we're going to do for some of the assorted flavors to accompany that. We're thinking maybe some Old Bay or maybe some garlic parm. And then for night two, we're just going to do a badass breakfast for dinner spread. You know, you guys remember it was a couple of weeks back on the listener mail, man. I talked about having that cold cheese on a hot breakfast sandwich. So we're going to get to experience it for a WrestleMania moment. We're going to get nice. some biscuits, some toast, just all the fixings, man. Bacon, sausage, scrambled eggs. It's going to be on point. And I think it'll be a nice way to wrap up an awesome weekend of wrestling. Marco, what do you guys got planned? Uh, nothing crazy uh, for Saturday. Like I said, I'll be probably I'm hanging with my uh, friends uh for night one of media uh then spending you know sunday sunday at home but um pretty much just on saturday just drinking and uh drinking and probably like pizzas and all that stuff um he my my buddy lives in uh everett mass which they have a that's where one of the uh breweries is housed it's a night shift brewery so probably head there for the day um get hammered then like a little bit down the street there's like a like a, a bourbon place like a bourbon bar we'll probably head there drink some bourbon and then <laughs> head back to shit you might not house. make it into mania bro oh, yeah, no we, we <sighs> will don't worry we'll uh i'll, I'll make it I'll, I'll pace myself I'm a, I'm a pro at this don't you worry. i feel like anytime i'm drinking out in public for some reason i drink way faster man i get way more fucked up dude like if i'm at home <laughs> i can kind of keep a buzz going and maintain it throughout the- i can get to like a seven on the buzz meter and maintain it throughout the day, but I feel like anytime I go out, man, I always end up going like, a little bit too hard. Yeah, it's like that uh the stone cold uh clip. I drank a beer, what? I drank one beer, <laughs> what? Two beers, what? That one, yeah. That's that that'll be me on Saturday, most likely. All right. Uh, again, thanks, Zach, for that question. Uh, Sam Bro sitting us with the last question of the weekend, man. I'm going to let you two Cody Marks answer it first. What will Cody's gear be? Ooh. Got to honor his daddy, man. I think it's going to be some sort of uh, – there's going to be some polka dots. I'm not sure on the color yet, but I, I think he's going to honor his daddy on Sunday night. Yeah. I think, it's a, I think he's going to have some type of, like – I know we we seen the weight belt that he uh if you guys haven't seen that yet definitely check that out he you know he made his promise he has that weight belt and on the inside of it has all the you know all the promotions that he's worked for in his hiatus from uh, WWE um but I think he's gonna have some like it's it's gonna be like a finish a story thing so but I think it's gonna be like a an a amalgamation of like that his time away um including like stardust he's gonna have some like stardust something in there it's gonna be like it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of uh a lot of his gimmicks into one i think he's gonna put a lot of effort into it for the for this time around for that the big real, win. yeah see i was just thinking i was thinking he's just gonna go straight like a gold bodysuit with stars all over it and then paint his face black and gold you know the, the real the real question is is what's the crowd reaction gonna be when he wins and then the gold dust music hits and gold dust walks down the ring yeah that's the real question i don't want to see gold dust i want to see dustin Rhodes, man i i would mark out dude because i'm a big i'm a big dustin Rhodes fan going back to the og natural days dude if you might you might see a little glimmer of a gangster tear in the corner of my eye, dude. If, if Dustin Rhodes comes out, like you know, 
We don't need no music or nothing, dude. Just have him jump the guardrail like fuck it, like Steve Austin's brother did last year at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, man, can I, yeah, he should at least be in attendance, dude. Like he, he'll be there. He has to be. Yeah, there ain't no way he's missing there. that. All right, fellas, that's it. Again, thanks everybody for the questions. Like I mentioned at the start of the segment, if we didn't answer your question tonight, it will be answered on the next episode once we have Sheena back. Sheena's um, fault. <laughs> yeah yeah all sheena's fault so blame her send any hate mail i direct it straight to her uh that's it man check out all the links on social media obviously we're gonna have live threads going in the facebook group it's a ton of fun so you know if you're listening and you're not a part of that just head over to chickfilly.com and you get signed up it really is you know it's it's, it's the closest thing to watching a show with you know a, a hundred of your best friends at the same time we always have a lot of fun with those and we're gonna keep it running all through the weekend with Super card of honor, stand and deliver, and both nights of WrestleMania. I think that's it for you know another edition of Boys Nights. First time we've done this in a while, man. I think it's about been about a year since it's been just the fellas on here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Marco, leave us with some closing thoughts as we head into WrestleMania 39 weekend. Just uh, finish a story. That's what we'll go with. Finish a story. 